And welcome to episode 18 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McKay. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. We're going to predict all of the NBA free agency destinations. It's going down this weekend, Sunday. You're going to know by this time next week, likely, where Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Campbell Walker, Al Horford, all these big names are going to be making their picks to where they're going to be playing next year. And we're going to talk all about it. So we're going to get things kicked off, though, of course, with the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Los Angeles Lakers, give them credit. Give Rob Palenka credit. Give Jeannie Buss credit. They're doing so many things right last couple weeks. It's scaring a lot of NBA fans because you just got to give them credit because they have earned it. Look, they made that trade for Anthony Davis at a time when it could impact their spending power in the next couple weeks. But Rob Palenka, give him credit. He was able to execute a trade. They trade Wagner. They trade pretty much their entire bench to the Washington Wizards that frees up that cap space and affords them an extra $32.5 million. And that's the exact amount they will need to acquire someone like a Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, even a D'Angelo Russell, who, in my opinion, shouldn't accept a penny less than $27 million. So the Lakers, they have put themselves in a position to go big game hunting and get a guy like Kawhi, like Jimmy Butler, like Kyrie Irving. But I'm firstly here to tell you that if it's not Kawhi Leonard, don't even think about it. Do not consider Kyrie Irving. Do not consider Jimmy Butler. Do not consider D'Angelo Russell. Spread the wealth out. We're going to break that down, some of their options they can do. But I'm just saying, if you're the Lakers brass, the Lakers front office, yes, you put all your eggs in that Kawhi Leonard basket. Bring to L.A. that fun guy. He can help you win an a Larry OB because you don't turn down an opportunity to get who, in my opinion, is the best player in the NBA. You bring in Kawhi Leonard, and you're talking about someone that solidifies this franchise as the favorite to win the NBA championship next year and someone who's going to keep this franchise in championship contending uh, status for the following five to six years. So Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, 26, 27 years old, you got to take that. It's almost unbelievable. If you're a Laker fan, you have to pinch yourself if they were able to pull that off. And it's just kind of crazy. It's crazy to think how far we've come. Say what you want about Magic Johnson, who, if you're not following Magic Johnson on Twitter, I'm telling you, I get a big kick out of Magic Johnson. This guy, he just tweets the absolute obvious, but it's great. And that's why he retired. He wanted to hit up Twitter and get down with some Twitter. But Magic Johnson, like I love this. To score basketball, the basketball must go through the hoop. Magic Johnson. That's an example of his twi uh, his Twitter fingers. But really, that's actually just a joke. He didn't tweet that. But it's of that ilk. And really... Magic Johnson had this vision. Get what you, Say what you want about the Magic Man. Say you don't like how he left the Lakers. But look, this was his plan. His plan, bring LeBron James in year one. Make a trade for Anthony Davis during the year. Then try to get not just a superstar, Kawhi Leonard specifically, okay? If you don't think that these players, these this brass, these executives don't know a little bit about where these players want to go 
or how they feel about certain organizations, then that's then you're just living in the dark right there because there's no doubt that Magic Johnson didn't know that Kawhi Leonard, in the back of his mind, has been enamored with the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, there's a lot of connections with Kawhi Leonard and the Lakers. For starters, he's from the IE, and he grew up a Laker fan. That's just... That's the obvious one. He grew up in the in the purple and gold era with Shaq and Kobe, okay? Two, his connection with Kobe Bryant. He's worked with Kobe Bryant in the offseason. Kobe Bryant has taught him some things, provided some mentorship. Then three, close with Jamal Wilkes, who played at UCLA, and Jamal Wilkes, close friend of Magic Johnson. And then this is where I give Rob Palenka credit. Rob Palenka, who was on that Michigan team, that went to the to the Final Four, the Fab Five. He was on that team, and the coach was Steve Fisher. Steve Fisher would go on to be the coach of San Diego State, where Kawhi Leonard played his college ball. By the way, how did UCLA, how did these big programs allow Kawhi Leonard to end up at San Diego State? But that's another a whole other topic that's beyond me. But anyways, he's close with Kawhi Leonard. And then Rob Palinka is working that angle really hard. So that's what I really give Rob Palinka credit for. He's leaving no stone unturned. They're going all in on Kawhi Leonard. And if you're Kawhi Leonard, to me, it makes a lot of sense to join the Los Angeles Lakers when you consider the fact that, one, you've already won a title with Toronto. You didn't choose to play in Toronto, but you got it done. So, look, they can be upset, and they're going to be heartbroken, but you're not going to get jerseys burned. You're not going to get booze, Kawhi Leonard. You're not going to be one of those players where there's going to be that ill will like when LeBron came back to Cleveland going to Miami. You won't experience any of that whatsoever. One, Canada Canadians are just too nice, and they wouldn't do that to begin with. And then also, you're going to be a guy that has already accomplished what they've been trying to for 24 years. You got the job done and if you go to the Lakers, so now let's say you eliminate the Toronto Raptors. You say, look, Masai Ujiri, the country, I love you guys, but my family's out in, in L.A. I'm from L.A. You always just want to go home, okay? Think of every great trip you've been on. I don't care where you've been. If you've been to Hawaii, been to a great island, doesn't matter where it is. There's nothing like getting home after a long trip, right? You always want to go home. And L.A. is home for Kawhi Leonard. The West Coast is home for Kawhi Leonard. And then also, the Lakers are the Lakers. And the New Balance, trying to prop up New Balance and try to blow up his new endorsement with them is definitely something that his management and his agents have to be considering at this time. Because look, yes, Toronto is Toronto. But the Los Angeles Lakers, the purple and gold is the pinstripes of of, of basketball. They are the elite brand. In fact, there's no brand that really comes close to what the Los Angeles Lakers are in L.A., in America, internationally. They are the it franchise and always will be. That's just how it is. They got that title, and they're not going to relinquish that. And if you're Kawhi Leonard, too, if, if that's the case, right, and and look, 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 the, Toronto, this is not a slight against Toronto. I think Toronto is incredible. In fact, Lou Williams made some really great points about talking about playing in Toronto and why that, look, that why it's great to play there. And he admits, he said, Toronto is a great place to play basketball. The fans are incredible. The country gets behind you. But look, 
It starts to get cold. You start to miss your family. You start to miss home. And he says it feels like you're playing overseas. You got to get a new bank account and you got to, you know, do a lot of different things that you're just not used to. I mean, personally, hey, I'm a guy who likes new things. I'd be up for the challenge. But look, these guys, there is a reason why they've had issues luring talent to Toronto. And if you're if you're Kawhi Leonard, let's say this goes down to the Clippers and the Lakers. Clippers versus the Lakers, right? If those are your final two options, you're dead set on coming to L.A., you're dead set on coming to the West Coast, and you're thinking, which, which would I pick? Well, the conventional thought is, look, Kawhi Leonard, he's a, he's, a, he's a fun guy, but he doesn't like the limelight like some other superstars might like. Well, check this out. You go to the Lakers, you're playing behind LeBron James. LeBron James is the biggest basketball star on the planet. Then you're playing it with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the is the brow. He's another megastar. You divvy up that spotlight with guys that can take that, guys that can absorb that. If you go to the Clippers, yes, they're the Clippers. Yes, they're the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they're the they're the Tampa Bay Rays of of basketball of of sports. But look, the Clippers are going to expect you to be out front and center in all things they need to promote their franchise. Hey, let's send Kawhi to promote this, send Kawhi to promote that. Kawhi does every post-game interview. Kawhi does every promotional event for the Clippers. So even though you're on a lesser franchise, they don't have anyone else that can take that limelight. Sure, they get Jimmy Butler. That's still a possibility. I know Chris Haynes has mentioned that being on the table. But if you go to the Lakers, you got... The Lakers are going to let you live. The Lakers will let you live when you're playing with LeBron, playing with Anthony Davis. You get those wins, and that'll take care of itself. And I also think that, I mean, I think that that's just an assumption that everyone's made, that he's this guy. No, Kawhi is a fun guy. He wouldn't have have made fun of the fact that he made that laugh in the championship parade. Kawhi Leonard has a sharp, wicked sense of humor, and I think the whole idea, like, oh, let's uh, let's send him to the Clippers. He can hide and do his thing in the Clippers, and they won't bother him. I think that he likes attention more than people would expect. He's just a very complicated dude, okay? So I think if you're Kawhi Leonard, I really think you strongly consider joining the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? The, the impact that has is just there's nothing to compare to when it comes to the basketball. There's no other franchise that can blow you up, that can that can immediately get you 10 million plus fans, that, that can immediately make you the 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 player that deserves that type of limelight. And if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm telling you, I think you got to join the Los Angeles Lakers. The money's going to be there. You get that 32 million dollars and then also you're gonna the Lakers. They're gonna still have that 4.8 million dollar mid level. They'll get their 1.6 million dollar room exception, and you're gonna get the ring chasers. You're gonna get the ring chasers. But at the same token, there are you're gonna have to t- carry a load. You're gonna have to carry a load. But I think that it's more than a real rumor. I think it's definitely on the table. And I personally think right now it's between the Lakers and the Toronto Raptors. And I think the Clippers, they're going to be left at the altar. The Clippers, come on, man. The Clippers, it's like they've forgotten they're the Clippers, okay? And if you're the Clippers and you do lose out on this, if you do 
lose out on the claw, a player that you've spent the last two years, a player that you expected to come in and be the franchise-changing player that was going to take the Clippers from being the Clippers, the historically terrible franchise, to a respectable championship contender, you really got to go back. To, you really got to consider moving. I'm, I'm sorry. I know that's a little little rash decision right there. But if you're the Clippers, if you if, if this doesn't get you Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is the superstar that's supposed to be a Clipper. If you don't get him now, and you don't get someone this free agency with the owner that's richer than has more money than God and Steve Ballmer, if you don't get him, I think you got to take that team to Seattle. I know that the LA market is the LA market. But I'm telling you, that franchise, they are just jinxed if they're not able to get Kawhi Leonard after being the favorite for so many years to not just lose Kawhi Leonard, to lose them, to lose him to the Los Angeles Lakers, to lose him to the purple and gold, the it franchise that has you been in the shadow for so many years, to lose him. To, to the Lakers, I think would just be backbreaking as an organization, and I think they would have to seriously reevaluate everything in that front office because if you're unable to get, let, let's say they're unable to even get Jimmy Butler, they, they, they weren't able to get KD, Kyrie, all these names. Look, you heard agents talk about it. Look, this is eight, in this season, this is the time of year when you hear a rumor, there's usually a reason you're hearing it, okay? And when you hear things come out, it's usually agents leaking those rumors. It's usually front offices leaking those rumors. Last year, we didn't hear anything about Paul George re-signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder, okay? And a lot of this stuff is kept under wraps this whole season long. I know there's conspiracy theories out there that, that, that Steve Ballmer has been controlling the media, guys like Woj and other guys that are trying to change the perception and writing all these puff pieces as to why free agents should join the Clippers. But these players know these organizations, these people talk, and I think that all that was just a bunch of a bunch of BS and that really the Clippers haven't been that team. Can you imagine if Kawhi Leonard joins the Clippers? I mean, will they even have a press conference? I mean, if they have an event... Who's going to show up to that? Billy Crystal and our, our friend Clipper Daryl? I mean, you join the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's hysteria. It's a circus. There's parades down Figueroa. The Lakers are the biggest of deals, and Kawhi Leonard is just going to join the franchise, that, and he's going to look up at those, uh, at those Laker banners and see that. I just don't see it happening. So, But if I'm the Lakers, though, if I'm the Lakers, if I am the Los Angeles Lakers if I don't get Kawhi Leonard, then that's it. I'm not pursuing. I'm not going to pursue Kyrie. I'm not going to pursue Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to pursue D'Angelo Russell. I'm, I think the more prudent thing for the Los Angeles Lakers to do is spread that wealth. Because if I, in my opinion, if the Lakers don't get Kawhi Leonard, I think he's re-signing with the Toronto Raptors. I think he'll do a one-plus-one with Toronto, and if he does that, that'll put him in a position to the following year. He'll be at 10 years of service. He'll be eligible for the Supermax. Right now, they can offer him 190 because they have his bird rights in Toronto, but he comes back next year. He's got the Supermax happening, and we're talking 220, 225, 
And then also, he can look at this free agency market once again. Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors are going to be a contender next year in the Eastern Conference regardless. So, in my opinion, I think he leaned toward going one plus one and then see what happens the following year if he doesn't join the Lakers or the Clippers. So, uh, so also I think too. I also think too. There's a lot of tea leaves here, and that's what I. I mean, that's what we do here at Get More Sports. We read these tea leaves. We try to take these to take these facts and try to make sense of them. And I think the fact that the Toronto meeting being at the end, Kawhi's Len- Kawhi Leonard's meeting with the Toronto Raptors will be the final meeting. He's granted in that, and you got to think to yourself, wait a second, we've won a championship. You got the whole country behind you. We put a contender around you. What more can we tell you that you don't already know for why you should rejoin and sign long-term with us? I think you could read into that two ways. You could say to yourself, he's going to give the last meeting so he can, in a classy way, say, look, thank you for everything. This championship, this Larry OB is going to be going on forever. We're going to love that forever. We're going to cherish that forever. But I'm going to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to the Clippers. I'm leaving Toronto. Or or you could see that as, as he, him taking it at the end because that is where he's going to commit. I think if he takes that meeting at the beginning, you lose him. You lose him. You don't get that recency uh, factor with him. So I think that if you're the Toronto Raptors, having that meeting at the end, could is, is, you're going to get your shot at it. I don't think that meeting is going to be end all. The decision is going to be made before Kawhi Leonard goes and walks in and talks down, talks and sits down with Masai Ujiri. But I do think that's a factor. But moving on, though, let's break down why I think the Lakers, what they should do with their money. Like I said, no Kawhi. No, if it's not Kawhi, we're going to we're, we're going to spread that wealth. You got to spread that wealth. There is no big game hunting. It's big Kawhi hunting or nothing. If I'm the Los Angeles Lakers. Kyrie Irving, do you really want that drama with Kyrie? Do you really want a guy who everywhere he goes, it, it, it always he always wears down the organization? Do you want a guy who has chronic knee problems? Do you want a guy who has said he's going to, who is going to retire early? I don't think you put on Kyrie. Also, you just signed Frank Vogel. What's Frank Vogel's mo? Defense. And to utilize Frank Vogel's skill set to what he does best, I think you got to bring in someone like someone that's capable of playing defense because we know Kawhi, uh, Kyrie Irving is a turnstile on defense. Might as well just put a put a put a purple and gold cone out there and do a cone drill around Kyrie because that's what you're going to find with him. And yes, he's a clutch shot maker. I think he's got the best handles in the history of the NBA. But I look past Kyrie. I look past Jimmy Butler because as as Look, Jimmy Butler, you can see as a as a as a, a lighter version of Kawhi Leonard, but look, he's also a guy very toxic. And I also just don't think he's he's really considering the Lakers like that because Lakers haven't been prioritizing him. And then also I think that uh I really think that inside I have Jimmy Butler re-signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. Perfect fit right there. That city likes them some dogs, and Jimmy Butler is a dog. So there you go. I got Jimmy Butler going to the Philadelphia 76ers. But if I'm the Lakers, this is what I do, okay? The Lakers – okay, so this is the thing what they could do. They could use a trick if they do sign – if they do sign – sign a third guy. They do sign Kawhi Leonard. They could use a trick that was perfected by the Heat 
where you sign multiple players to unlikely incentives to lower their cap number. So the, the Heat did this a couple years ago, and since the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year, you could have a guy like D'Angelo Russell, you could have a guy like, Ky, uh, like Kawhi Leonard make less money and then sign him to unlikely incentives, and then you could lower that cap space, and then you could try to try to renounce some rights of some other guys and sign guys like a Reggie Bullock, right? You sign guys that are already that uh, have existing contracts with the Los Angeles Lakers. But really, I think what the Lakers should do, like I said, don't take a flyer on D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is a guy who shot 35% in the first in the first round of the playoffs. This is a guy that he, for his size, he's so unathletic. His floater is lethal. But I'm telling you, he's a guy that you really got to watch out for. I would definitely not. I mean, the optics of that are just not very good. You trade a guy to get cap space for a guy that you re-sign long-term for more, for more money. So, I mean, to me, I don't like it. Also, he's not in his prime. He's pre-prime, in my opinion. You haven't seen the best of D'Angelo Russell. He's already he's only he's only 23 years old. So he's only 23 years old. I think you need a guy who very the very next year can walk in and assume that championship contender role. So if I'm the Lakers, I look at guys like this. So this is my free agent pool. I think the Lakers should roll with. You got you could you could try to get Al Horford for for half of that. You get Al Hor you could split that 32 up. Guys like Al Horford, DeAndre Jordan, Nikola Vucevic, Valanchunas. You could get Brooke or Robin Lopez, Dwayne Dedman, Boban Marjanovic, Ennis Cantor. You could get guys like Nerlens Noel, who just uh, opted out of the last uh, part of his deal with OKC, and he's also a clutch sports client. Also, I think you look at some of the guards. I really, really love Darren Collison, UCLA Bruin. Darren Collison is a winner, winner, winner. Ricky Rubio, I'd pass on. But guys like like Wayne Ellington, Terrence Ross, I would prioritize it. I would go Terrence Ross, Darren Collison, and then I'd start. Then Seth Curry, I would if see what, what you could get Seth Curry for. Because Seth Curry, he made himself some money last year in the playoffs. He can hit shots, and I think that would be great. And then also maybe J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick is a big city kid. He was in Philadelphia but lived in Brooklyn, okay? He's a big city type of guy. He's from. He played with his big, best years with the Clippers. So I think if you get a combination of guys like a J.J. Reddick, like a Terrence Ross, pair that with an Al Horford or a Vucevic. He's going to probably want more, but a, 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 a Brooke Lopez. To me, all those, the quantity is better in that situation, because I think you get more value than a Kyrie. It's going to give you nothing on defense, probably going to get injured, probably going to have an issue in the locker. I'm just saying that's Kyrie's MO. That's what he does everywhere he goes. So I'd say no to Kyrie, no to Jimmy Butler, no to Kemba Walker. He's going to Boston. We don't. Kemba Walker is not a Laker player. Let's just put it that way. But but I would do that if, I, if I'm the Lakers. And then you're going to get those ring chasers, baby. You're going to get J.R. Smith. You're going to get possibly Kyle Korver. You're going to get league minimum guys. You're going to get buyout guys. So, And then also, you can put yourself in a position to maybe uh, put yourself in a position to where if, Ky- if Kawhi takes that one plus one deal and then he go- elects to get into free agency again, maybe you can get some guys on one-year deals like we've seen in previous years. So, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. And then next, we're going to talk about LeBron James. LeBron James 
he has switched back to number 23. Of course, LeBron James, he's been using – by the way, I mean, do you guys – have you not seen the stills from uh, – from, uh, from, have you not st- seen the stills at uh, the Space Jam 2 set where LeBron James – is Ben wearing number six. So he's been number six. So it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to go back. He's been wearing six in his uh, practice uniform for years now. Obviously, he wore six with the Miami Heat. And then, of course, Anthony Davis waived that $4 million trade kicker. So you're going to give him a number 23. So number 23, that is his gift. And then, man, that is an expensive Jersey that is a an expensive jersey. Um, if you're LeBron James, I guess, if, or you're Anthony Davis, if that's what it takes. Because, but look, if, if that's a four million dollar jersey, it's still the, not the most expensive jersey in the world because that belongs to Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had a jersey that just sold for five point six four million dollars. So look, there you go. That was the nineteen twenty eight Babe Ruth jersey. Fetch 5.6 million buckaroos. So the Bambino's still up. But I think that's an expensive jersey. $4 million. And really, look, if you're LeBron James, we all know what it was. In my opinion, he should have just worn He should have gone from 23 to 45 like Michael Jordan did. You're doing Space Jam 2. Might as well just try to mimic every single thing from Michael Jordan's career. And there you have it. He could have gone for 45. Or if you're a LeBron hater, you could say six, as in Michael Jordan has six NBA Finals championships six finals MVPs LeBron James has six NBA finals losses so if you want to be a LeBron hater you got some ammo there but I think if you're the Lakers you got to hope that this number six means you're getting prime LeBron which was in Miami where he wore number six and my opinion yes it was a nice gesture and I think that's great the thing about LeBron James he's very selfless he has no he has no airs about the fact that he knows he needs talent, and I think he's scared to death that he's going to be the only Laker great to not win an NBA championship, save for Elgin Baylor, right? I think he's scared to death, and he doesn't care if he has to assemble this roster. I mean, they're going to be the LeBron stars. Space Jam 2, if you get Kawhi, Anthony Davis, LeBron, those are the LeBron stars, and he would have no issues. But to me, that would kind of diminish a potential championship, and I wouldn't give him as much credit as I did the one he won in Cleveland. But, hey, LeBron James, you got to do what you got to do. He gives up number number 23 for number six. And, of course, LeBron James, he led the NBA in jersey sales this year. So, of course, that was another way to get that done. So he's going to be number six. And maybe LeBron James didn't want to stomach the fact. He didn't want to accept that, hey, if he doesn't give up the jersey and he's 23 – Everyone on their mom has that. I don't. I don't have that jersey, but it seems like every single person has them a LeBron James number 23 Laker jerseys. They flew off the racks last year, and LeBron James, knowing that everyone has that jersey, maybe he thinks to himself, everyone's going to want to get a a Kawhi or an AD jersey, and then those reports come out, and he doesn't have the number one jersey, and maybe LeBron James, that hurts his feelings a little bit. We know he can get sensitive like that. I don't know if that was a factor, but hey. You never know. But uh, here we go. All right, and now I'm going to give you guys my free agency predictions. Look, it's NBA free agency. It's not easy to predict. It's very fluid. Things can change. Very volatile. 
But from my gut right now, this is what I feel. I feel like the theme of this free agency. Now, look, if you guys look up who are the top free agent moves of all time, if you look up who are the top free agents and moves all time, you might be a little disappointed to know that there's really hasn't been that many monumental, ground-shifting, ground-breaking, earth-shattering moves. I mean, number one, of course, to me all time is Shaquille O'Neal back in 1996. So if you don't know, of course, the Diesel, he left the Orlando Magic, Penny, and Nick Anderson. He left that great team for the Los Angeles Lakers, and he signed a seven-year, $121 million deal, and he talked about the fact that the reason why he left, the reason why he left Orlando was, one, he trusted the great Jerry West. Two, he said 50% of it was movies and albums he was making. And then he said the other 40% was a poll that the Orlando Sentinel ran in which readers overwhelmingly voted that Shaq was not worth a $120 million deal. So you're probably thinking, really? Shaq didn't care about that, right? Not the case. Shaq said it himself. He said, 40% of it was the Sentinel poll and the fact that I was very sensitive at a young age. 10% of it was that Mo- was that Bob, uh, the Magic president, and the organization didn't move quickly enough to match the Lakers' offer. So they didn't match the Lakers' offer soon enough, and then also he was not happy about that poll. And then Shaquille O'Neal, he gave the Lakers three championships, three finals MVPs, his only MVP in 2000. If you didn't watch the Diesel dominate he is the MDE the most dominant ever I love Shaquille O'Neal one of my favorite players of all time I was all about Shaq Diesel as a kid but the Diesel was the real deal he was to me the biggest one Chauncey Billups is a sneaky sneaky big one Chauncey Billups joining the Pistons in 2002 so he was a 1997 draft pick and then before uh he signed that six-year deal with the Pistons for 35 million dollars and he hit the free agent market, and then, yeah, it was it was a pretty wild deal. And he goes back to Detroit, makes that deal, and the, they go on to win a championship. Gilbert Arenas in 2003, Robert Ory going to the Spurs led to help to win a championship. Carlos Boozer to Utah, Steve Nash to Phoenix in 2004. That was a big one. Of course, the biggest one, other than Shaq, in my opinion, is LeBron James to the Miami Heat. LeBron James to the Miami Heat. By the way, if you didn't know, the very first free agent of all time was Tom Chambers back in 1988. Tom Chambers could get up. He was the first free agent. So little free agency history right there. Those are the biggest ones. Of course, Kevin Durant, he leaves OKC for Golden State. That leads to a championship. So I think you got Moses, I mean, you got um, Shaquille O'Neal at one, LeBron James going to Miami at two, and Kevin Durant at three. Then round that out, you got Steve Nash, and, of course, you got um, Chauncey Billups. So those are all big free agency moves. But really, throughout the years, it doesn't happen as often as you would expect, as often as the NBA might like. But I'm going to give you guys right now, free agency starts this week. These are my picks. It's the very end here. Kawhi Leonard, all this Lakers noise, all this Lakers noise. I still have him going back to Toronto. I am not bent on that. I'm still I still have him going to the place where I had him going the whole time. I think the Clippers, they were considered the front runners as early as July, as early as July of last year. It was all about the Clippers, but the Raptors, I think they changed all that 
and they win that finals. And also, I think that the real big reason, too, is the fact that he, one, they kept him healthy. They embraced his load management. Also, he can sign a one-plus-one contract, and then he can be he can uh, put himself in a position to get a $250 million Supermax deal. Then he can test the waters again. So lock me up, Kawhi Leonard, to the Toronto Raptors. Laker fans, if you get him, I won't be totally shocked. I think it would be a bad move. I think it would be a soft move. It would really bug me to have three of the best players in the NBA on one team. Trust me, I grew up a Laker fan, right? I grew up a Laker fan. But if he joins the Los Angeles Lakers, you got that's that'd be like having Aaron Donald, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Aaron Rodgers all in the Dallas Cowboys, okay? I just don't – I mean, that's like – I mean, it's so much of a juggernaut. I just don't like that move. But if it happens, it happens. More power to you. Number two, I have Kevin Durant join the New York Knicks. I know a lot of people have Golden State re-signing Kevin Durant. Bob Myers is still in communications with Rich Kleiman and his people. I still think that he's NYC bound. I think it's KD to NYC, that New York Knicks brand, the connections with Fisdale, the connections with some of the coaching staff. I still think he's enamored with that market. And I think that Kevin Durant goes to the New York Knicks for better or worse for that franchise. I think he's going to join the New York Knicks, KD to NYC. Kyrie Irving, he's going to BK all day. He's going to join the Brooklyn Nets. Look for Kyrie Irving to rock the Brooklyn Nets. By the way, number one favorite uniform last year, best jersey in the NBA, in my opinion, was the Brooklyn Nets black jersey that paid tribute to the notorious B.I.G. where it had his Coogee sweater it had his Coogee sweater integrated in the jersey. That was fresh. So, Kyrie, you're going to be able to rock that in a, in a very up-and-coming franchise. Kemba Walker, he's going to take Kyrie Irving's spot in Boston. He's going to join the Boston Celtics. Word has spread all week. The buzz has Kemba Walker going to Boston. I told you Boston's like Chernobyl for guard. So, good luck to you, Kemba Walker. But I think he's going to go there. Klay Thompson, I don't think Klay Thompson is ever going to leave the Bay Clay in the Bay all day. I think he's going to stay with the Golden State Warriors. He's going to rehab that ACL, and they're going to try to make whatever is left of that dynasty up in Golden State. So they're going to give him that bag, $190 million. Sadly for him, he's not eligible for that Supermax deal. Really cost him about $40 to $50 million, but he'll stay in Golden State. Then Jimmy Butler, I think the theme, one of the themes is you're going to have guys going back. Guys returning. Kawhi, I think, returns. Jimmy Butler, I think, joins that class. I think he stays with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that is a perfect fit. Him and Philly, that is a town. I know it's cliche, like, you know, that they can handle his personality. But I'm telling you, not only that, you got Joel Embiid. You got Ben Simmons. I give Ben Simmons a lot of tough, uh, a lot of heat for his jumper, but that dude is talented. Ben Simmons is an all-star already. He's a jump shot away from really being a truly elite player. So I think you stay there. I think that organization is committed to winning. They're committed to spending. I think Jimmy Butler, you say you see staying with the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, and not to mention they can offer him the most money. I think if you're Jimmy Butler, a guy who, I mean, let's this is a guy who faxed in his letter of intent from a McDonald's, okay? He's a guy who's going to get that bag, get your money, Jimmy Butler. Chris Middleton, I think he re-signs with the Milwaukee Bucks for a couple reasons. One, the Milwaukee Bucks know that's Giannis's guy, and they don't want to have 
uh, they don't want to get Giannis on, on his bad side, so I think they stay there. I think that they sign him to a deal. Whether or not he's worth $150 million, that's a whole other conversation. But look, Chris Milton's a guy. He can get you 20. He can play defense. He's going to get better. He, I don't think he's peaked as a player. Then D'Angelo Russell, this is my surprise pick. I got D'Angelo Russell. Now D'Lo and Indian, Indiana, the Pacers have been very hot on him. The Pacers apparently want to offer him $27.3 million, but Devin Booker has been pushing for D'Angelo Russell for a long time now. He's only 23. Ever since they traded Eric Bledsoe to the Bucks, they've been in desperate need of a point guard. Yes, Robert Sarver, he's basically uh, Dolan West as far as being the worst owner in the NBA. But I think that they need to show Devin Booker they're committed. Devin Booker only has a couple years left on that deal, and he hasn't made an all-star team. He hasn't made the playoffs, okay? So if they want him to get if they want to get right with him, I think they got to sign D'Angelo Russell. So I got D'Angelo Russell going to the Phoenix Suns, and I like that team. That's an exciting young team. D'Lo, Tobias Harris, I think he re-signs with the Philadelphia 76ers, and him and Jimmy Butler sit down. They say to themselves, look, I mean, we're bringing back – we're going to bring back Jimmy Butler. We got the youth of Embiid, and, and we got some guys here. I think Tobias Harris, he didn't, he didn't play as great as he did with the Clippers when he joined the Sixers, but I like him. I like him to join there. And, you know, he took eight more shots than Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, and, so, and that's a loaded team. So I think that he takes down his shots – and I think he becomes more of a third-slash-four option. He's long. He can switch on the front-line defense. DeMarcus Cousins, I think DeMarcus Cousins joins the Dallas Mavericks. I think the Dallas Mavericks, I mean, they have about $28 million in cap space, even with the Porzingis signing already on the books. And I think they have some money to chase some players. I know they've wanted Randall. Randall is a guy, he's got the Dallas skyline tatted on his stomach. But I think DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins, is a player they've liked. And that's kind of what the Mavericks do. They always get the player they want two years too late. They wanted DeAndre Jordan. They got him when he was already past his prime. I can see him taking a, taking a flyer on Boogie Cousins. I think Randall might end up with the Lakers. But a couple other signs. I think Brooke Lopez. I think the Lakers like what they saw from Brooke Lopez. He did some great things for them last year. He's a North Hollywood kid. He had a great year with the uh, Bucks last year. I think the Lakers, they spread out that money, and Brooke Lopez is a guy they get him. I think it's a Lakers reunion. I think he goes there. And I also think that uh, Danny Green is a guy you can see signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I actually think that I think they might go with Terrence Ross. I think, they're gonna go with Ter- I think the Lakers get Terrence Ross and Brooke Lopez. And I think that's the move. And then the trade, now you're going to see a trade. And that trade, I'm telling you, you can lock this one up. They've been on his heels for a long time. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers send Kevin Love home, and they trade Kevin Love to the Portland Trailblazers. And I like that move. So we'll talk about NBA trades in a little bit. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us once again. Like I said, follow me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. All things things Get More Sports you're going to find right over there. Check us out at GetMoreSports.com. And then also be on the lookout. That first guest is on its way. Be on the lookout for our first guest, guys. It's coming. Trust me on that. But here we go, guys. See you next time. Have a great weekend. And I'm...